Popculture Pastor. All right. Good afternoon and welcome. Uh, welcome to Pop Culture Pastor Radio. My name is Dave. Cody's here. And uh, this whole intro was scripted out by ChatGPT. <laughs> wow. Bless you. It knew I was going to sneeze. <laughs> How did it do that? That's crazy. It is. Um, I'm just kidding. That was not scripted. I, I have allergies. We will not be using it on this <laughs> particular show. I, okay, so, uh, yeah, ChatGPT is kind of wild. And it's already, here's my take on the artificial intelligence, Cody. It's already fundamentally altered the culture. It has. People are plugging it in for everything. To do their jobs, to write things, to create things. To start their own businesses, to get legal advice on a certain show that I will not mention by name. Uh, to text their girlfriend back with the perfect response. Oh my goodness. What happens? Okay, here's a serious question. Um, if you're uh, religious, if you're a Christian, and you believe that we create because God created, what happens when we forsake creation completely and hand it off to computers? What does that mean? Mm. Because that's what we're doing. We're handing over our creative abilities given to us and saying, you do it, computer program. Yeah. Is that bad? That seems bad. Well, it seems like for those who actually do have a very creative knack, they're going to be forsaken. Yeah. Man, that's rough. That's rough. I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, I don't want, like, look, you go on Twitter, everybody's out there chasing windmills and uh, uh, calling them monsters. I don't want to be Don Quixote. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> see, see what you're doing. You see what there. I'm doing there? <laughs> That's on my brain this morning. But I don't, yeah, I don't want to be join the crowd of like, oh, this and oh, that and everything's terrible and this is bad and this is bad. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be alarmist, I guess would be the term. But artificial intelligence, it seems like there's some good things, I suppose. Oh, yeah, because, again, the, the examples I mentioned, uh, a lawyer literally shared, like, what prompts to put in about, like, oh, how do you start your own business? How do you file your trademarks? How do you do this? How do you do that? And there was, like, 15 things he listed that, ah, it would save the small business owner a lot of money. It would give the lawyer a lot more time to deal with other things that require a human presence. Yeah. I think we should, like, someone smart, someone probably has done this, list all the good outcomes and all the bad outcomes. And if if and when we see that the bad outcomes far outweigh the good outcomes, we should cast it in the fire. Um, I'm just saying I've seen all the Terminators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It and doesn't. Listen, doesn't go well. Arnold Schwarzenegger's getting old, y'all. He can't save us this time. Yeah. And we shouldn't bank on that. Uh, all right. Welcome. This is Pop Culture Pastor. That was weird. It was a weird little intro, but we're going to go with it. And we're going to play some music now that'll be positive. And, and encouraging. And encouraging. And yeah, we'll be back. 
Um, Danielle, I've been thinking. That ah. sounds dangerous. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. I wanted to sing that like in Beauty and the Beast. What? Um, when the the guy that is so haughty um, and thinks he can get the girl says, LeFou, I've been thinking. And the guy oh. says, a dangerous pastime. I know. <laughs> is that from the cartoon or the live action? Um, I don't know if it's in the live action. Okay. It's definitely in the cartoon. I, I can't remember it, so I was afraid it was in the live action. I was going to tell you. I didn't watch that because I'm a purist. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, of course that's why you didn't watch um, it. No, but I have been thinking and I thought, you know what? We're, we've almost been married for 20 years. I know. We should re- We should renew our vows. That would be kind of fun, huh? Yeah. And you're it, and you're 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 about ready to ask, well, where would we do that? And I was like, and I'm gonna say, well, I'm glad you asked that because I got the perfect spot. <laughs> okay, great. You ready for this? What is it? Okay. Um Is it in Iceland? <laughs> Let's go to Iceland. <laughs> Earlier yesterday, okay, Oscar Meyer announced like the wiener guy? Yes. Okay. The wiener guy. <laughs> okay. Oscar Mayer announced that it will be parking its wiener mobile outside <laughs> the Vegas chapel, the chapel of love. And your wedding can be held at the <laughs> wiener mobile of love. The what says love, love more than the Oscar Mayer wiener mobile? Oh I now goodness. show you a picture of the Wienermobile decked out the in, its, mobile, in its wedding but attire. But not as a, a wedding yeah, Wienermobile. There's a nice like a flower oh arch and there's white uh, fold up chairs. <laughs> and we could renew our vows in front of God, our friends and family and the Wienermobile. Can I just say, you know me so well. <laughs> Um, you, I'm gonna being, I'm gonna go ahead being, and say no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, are you being sarcastic? Uh, yes, I or, am being sarcastic. Oh, okay, um, I'm not. I'm I not, would pass on Vegas and the Wienermobile wedding thing. <laughs> I'm not giving up on this. I'm not giving up on this. It seems like it's so not classy to get married in Vegas or the wedding. Well, we're the already married, though. <laughs> I'm just talking about renewing our vows. Okay. Last July, on a just, you know, regular old Saturday night in Vegas, there were couples waiting in line to get their marriage licenses at the little white wedding chapel where the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile will be parked. Um, And they were waiting. And as they were waiting, the two people at the back of the line, do you want to know? What? Yes. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Benifer! (laughs) They got married at the little white wedding chapel in Vegas. Doesn't, I mean, that's inspiring, right? Benefer, they're gonna last forever. <laughs> you guys I can't believe see you the laughed at that. I can't believe you laughed that. at that. That's terrible. <laughs> are you you don't think Ben and J Lo? You guys can't g- see the faces he's making right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to tell him. I would like to know the <laughs> rate of marital success coming out of Las Vegas weddings. Well, I don't know if this um, this list of celebrities that I'm about to read to you that have gotten married at the Little White Wedding Chapel is gonna is gonna be an answer to that question, but I suspect it might. <laughs> um, the, some of the celebs that have gotten married there include Britney Spears, yeah, yeah, Michael Jordan, <laughs> and okay. Joe Jonas. I think Joe Jonas is still married. Maybe, maybe Michael Jordan. I don't know which wedding. You know, 
I believe Jordan, I once read that Drew Barrymore got married in Vegas and that her her marriage lasted like less than 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like this chapel is no stranger to celebrities. And what's a bigger celebrity than the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile? <laughs> I mean, 27 foot long fiberglass hot dog. Yeah. And we can sign up on the Oscar Mayer website what and select our you... select our preferred 30-minute time slot. Oh, you get 30 minutes. I was going to guess you'd get like 10. On either Saturday, April 15th or Sunday, April 16th. So we, we, we got to decide this in a hurry. <laughs> I think I have plans those days. Oscar Mayer's covering all the costs of the ceremony. But we, we got to make our own travel arrangements mm. and book our own accommodations in Vegas. They won't pay our, our tickets for our airline. <laughs> The funny thing about Vegas, too, is like Vegas would be so lost on us. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do there. Like, <laughs> like if there's any place on the in the on the planet that I do not want to go, it's Las Vegas. Like, I have zero uh, desire to go there. There's there's something about like, you know, the casino type thing, the gambling thing, whatever I I'm not going to be one of those people that say it's good, it's bad, it's whatever. I'm I'm not going to do that. I will say it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And you, clearly, from what Danielle said, you know it's not <laughs> for her. But occasionally, I would go there with friends. And the last time I went to one, I think it was for like a bachelor party or something, which, okay. you know, it's been years because mm-hmm. I'm old. I don't mm-hmm. have many bachelor friends left. Yeah. But like the thing I noticed was like, oh, it's smoky in here. <laughs> yeah, we went to um, – we went to – Tulsa and stayed in the Hard Rock Hotel yes. not too long ago, and you have to walk through a casino, mm. and I that was all I could think was like, oh, they allow smoking in here, <laughs> like because yeah. it's been years since you've even been in a building where they allow smoking. Yeah, it's it was so weird because it has it's you know it's been since we were kids where you, they actually had smoking sections in restaurants or Well, whatever. yeah, like when I was in college, I think they did. Yeah, some did. I remember did, that, but, but it would have been 20 years or so ago now yeah. that they kind of did away with that. But yeah, that was the thing I noticed about staying in that hotel that you, you mentioned is uh, they had to walk through there, and but then you, you just couldn't get the smell off. Yeah. You're just like, oh! Gross. I yeah. don't miss this! Yeah. <laughs> and so I know you're already pretty dead set on no on the renewing our vows <laughs> at the wiener mobile at the oscar meyer wiener mobile at the little white chapel of love in vegas but listen to this each ceremony will be officiated by an official oscar meyer hot dogger well i don't even know what that is sounds amazing <laughs> what's an official oscar meyer wiener mobile hot dogger I have no idea. Is that a human or a, is I'm that a dog? I'm envisioning the marriage certificate looks something like, you know, a kindergarten graduation diploma, but in the shape of like a coloring page for a hot dog. Well, I didn't. I mean, I was just kind of midway. I was just kind of in the middle, but now I'm all for this. We got to <laughs> have that. Like a, a hot dog printed out. <laughs> we got to have it framed and then like make our kids like give it to their kids and give it to their kids. It'd be a family heirloom. No? Okay. I think I'm sick those days. Photos of the big day would also be something they do for you. Walk down the aisle to the unmistakable sound of the live wiener whistle quartet. (laughs) I mean, Oscar Mayer's just going all out for us here, babe. You see how I threw that babe in there to try and convince you? You're trying to sweet talk me now. It's not going to work, Dave. (laughs) 
all available time slots, it says, will be filled on a first come, first serve basis. So we're probably already too late because some people, this Shucks. wasn't, they didn't even waffle. Some people were all over this. I guarantee it. Um, but each couple does have to obtain an official Nevada marriage license for $102 before rolling up to the Wiener Mobile of Love. <laughs> eh, uh, that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. Uh, but uh, this is a this is kind of a cool deal. Look, look at the the Wiener Mobile Quartet there the, with the Wiener Wait, whistles. Wait, a quartet? It's just two of them. <laughs> That's a duet. <laughs> Well, times are hard at Oscar Mayer. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, right, but okay. So it's a no? Yeah, that's a, a no. no. We will not be <laughs> sadly. Uh, Correct. We will be in town on uh, on April whatever, 15th and okay. 16th, 14th, 15th, whatever it <clears throat> let is. Me, let me make this announcement. Uh, it is an official announcement, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dave and Danielle will not be renewing their vows at the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile at the Little White Chapel in Vegas. You can go ahead and repeat that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to repeat it. I'm too sad. Repeat it to yourself. Get it in your brain. What if it was somewhere else? Not Vegas. Would it be more attractive if I said, um, you know, when we, got, when we got married, I didn't really want to have a wedding ceremony. So probably not. <laughs> I know. That's why this is so attractive. Because it's not really a ceremony. You can't have a ceremony in front of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Uh, that's a gathering at best. Okay. That's a that's at best. Yeah, there's nothing official about that. They had an officiant. Let's, so there is something official. Listen, this is what, like, let's list the things it says about you. If you renew your vows, you get married in front of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. One, you're fun. E, you're a gimp. <laughs> no, no, no. Erroneous, erroneous. It's awesome. Two, you're awesome. Three, you have a great story to tell. Four, you like to just be spontaneous and go with the flow. That's 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 a desirable thing. You are thing. not selling me. No? Okay. <laughs> Can we at least just have hot dogs for dinner tonight? Because all this talk about hot dogs has made me Can we really just... want some hot dogs. <laughs> Can we just go on a vacation? How about that? Yeah. To okay. Vegas. Mm. When the Wienermobile's going to be there. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Cody, have you seen Super Mario Brothers yet? No. No. Well, don't worry. I'm not going to get spoilery. I was stuck in <laughs> western Kansas with so few trees. Yeah, it's it's actually quite fun. It's a movie made for kids, for sure. But uh, adults have fun at it, too. It's just fun. It's just funny and fun. And uh, my kids loved it, man. My kids loved it, which is interesting because... You know, my kids uh, didn't grow up playing all the Mario. It was really, really a kind of a 90s kid thing. It was this kid's thing. Um, yeah. So I was at a um, first communion reception yesterday because mm. that's a thing yeah. um, that we do. And um, one of the people there asked if I had watched it. I'm like, no. And then someone else commented and they're like, there were two W people missing 
there was like Wario and someone else, and I'm like Waluigi. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, they weren't in it. I'm like, sequel. Right. Well, okay. So that kind of is getting at where I want to go here because there's been some criticism. Critics didn't like this movie. Well, they can kick rocks. (laughs) I haven't even seen it, and I'll go all in on that Um, just because they've been so critical um, since post-COVID regulations have lifted. Yeah, I think the critics are mad still. They're a little angry uh, because this movie has actually a Rotten Tomatoes score on RottenTomatoes.com which basically is an aggregate of all the critical uh, reception of the movie. Meanwhile, it's got like a 98% um, moviegoer score, where 98% of people who see the movie report loving it. At this point, now that we have Yelp and we have all these things, do we really need actual critics? Well, it's interesting, and that's what I kind of want to get into. You're, you're reading this discussion right. I want to talk about what does it mean to even be critical or to be a critique, to critique something, especially in this day and age where I think we're maybe just more different than ever before. Like it used to be back in the day, a tr- we had trends. There were things people liked. Like we all liked Pee Wee Herman at one point. It was a very weird deal. But everybody loved him, and I can't really explain why. But I think back then we were just more apt to all kind of like group-like things. Although I have seen video clips of like Siskel and Ebert um, that they like bashed what we would call (laughs) our classic movies. Yeah, Siskel and Ebert existed back then. But even then, I don't think it was as negative. Even when they didn't like a movie – it wasn't as negative as it is now with critics, and I would say we weren't affected by it as much. Only if you were one of those highbrow art yeah. snobs that were like, well, Ebert gave it two thumbs down. <laughs> Ebert, Ebert hated this movie. You'd be like, whatever, Roger. I loved it. Kick rocks, you know? That's how we reacted to critical speak back then, critical think. They they provide a they they serve a purpose. To lead you if you like, look, there's some movies you're going to see. You're just going to see them because you want to. There are some movies you might see if you have the time and the place to do it. Then there's a whole category of like, I probably would never see that movie unless I hear that a critic tells me that critic that I trust that it's good. Siskel gave it two thumbs up. And Siskel was the man. (laughs) Rest in peace, Gene. Um, But yeah, there's a purpose for critiquing. But I don't know that we have it anymore because now we just like, well, if I don't like it, I don't like it. And nobody can tell me to give it a chance, you know? So critic criticism, critic critique in general might be a lost art anyways, but this is kind of what I want to talk about. Okay. We'll be back. So uh, speaking of critique, there's like this laundry list of critiques for the super Mario brothers movie. Now, again, Let me reiterate, this is a movie made for kids. It's literally a cartoon, Cody. Um, First of all, critics don't like the pacing. Um, They feel like the movie's too bloated. It's only an hour and a half long, but they feel like it's too bloated or they said that a movie is too fast. It's rushing from reference to reference, right? Which leads to the next complaint. 
fan service. They say there's too many Easter eggs in it. There's too many references to the games, which it's based on the game. <laughs> it's literally a movie based on a video game. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Critics seem that the movie missed the mark with its fan service. Um, the story. They said the off the movie offers very little plot wise. Not only does it appear that the characters don't really develop by the end of the movie, but the story itself can feel very hollow and quickly become uninteresting or even confusing. And I want to be like, first time seeing a cartoon made for kids, (laughs) critics. Slash, have you played the video games? First of all, uninteresting. They said that the characters, listen, the characters are empty, they say. They're not entertaining. They don't, the characters don't really develop. Some of the characters are very fun and interesting. The screenplay. They, they complain about the screenplay. They complain that it's missing characters. So you, you're all over the place in the critiques here because then it's like, well, you didn't pack all 40 Mario games characters. As you said, they didn't have Waluigi and Wario in the, in the movie. Well, hey, those characters don't show up in the games till you're about 20 games in. Yep. You're, you got to wait for Mario Kart. For those characters to show up. I was going to say, I don't even think Waluigi is on the N64 Mario no. Kart. Wario is, but not Waluigi. There's <laughs> literally like 20 games before you get to those those characters. Um, they Some complain about the animation. Some complain about the voice acting. Which I... Like, listen, Jack Black in this movie as Bowser, as King Koopa. Oh, man. Go see it for him alone. He's hilarious. And if there's any justice in this world, he'll be on stage at the Academy Awards singing Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. I'm rooting for it. Because it would be amazing. Um, this is this is my favorite critique of the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's predictable. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if you So you're telling me that an asteroid doesn't hit them and wipes everyone out at the end? Because that would have been out of left field. Yeah. Again, we say this a lot on Pop Culture Pastor. Um, it, as it turns out, humans like the same story. They really do. Um, so one thing that I've heard from some people that have watched it is they hope this uh, creates a new uh, kid movie genre of like 80s and 90s video games being made into movies such as Zelda and Star Fox. Yeah. If the sequel to this movie isn't Super Mario Brothers, the legend of Zelda, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. They're clearly setting up a shared universe of Nintendo classic Nintendo characters. Please introduce Star Fox and Captain Falcon. Falcon Punch. Um, they say, and lastly, the critique, the critics say it lacks heart. Well, you lack heart, <laughs> critics. Being right. so critical and negative. Like, okay, if you're a critic and you're expecting Citizen Kane, yeah, you're probably not going to enjoy the Super Mario Brothers movie. But then this is what I kind of want to move into. As a critic, as a critic, are you obligated? To say exactly who you're critiquing the movie for. Because it stands to reason. Like critics, we we just kind of, I think in the past, we just knew that, hey, you got to find a critic who thinks like you do. And then you can trust that critic to like the same things you like and or get close to it. Because here's the thing. 
None of this really matters. It's all subjective. When we review movies and TV shows on pop culture past or something that I will sometimes do is like I'll give two scores. One, what my personal opinion is and one for like if it's in a series of movies, like for it being a Jurassic World movie. This one gets a seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it occurs in the Jurassic World universe. Um, so this movie's clearly a 10. But as a movie, it's a one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll be back. So we're discovering that maybe the uh, Rotten Tomatoes has been a mainstay for me for movies for a while now since the Internet has been out. Because Rotten Tomatoes happens pretty early on in the internet revolution. It's a very, it's an old website. It was, it was one of the first websites I remember like bookmarking, going to, repeatedly going back to. It was a big deal for me. But now we live in this time where maybe critics are, I, I don't want to say obsolete, but I think they're kind of missing what the heart of critiquing a movie is maybe. And that is, I feel like a lot of the critics that we talk about now are ones that um, they're not critiquing the movie for whether they like it or not. They're critiquing the movie to occupy a space in the, in, in a course, it always turns into the two sides that started off as political sides, ideologies, but now have kind of overtaken a lot of our public consciousness, including pop culture. We argue about things a lot in pop culture within the world of pop culture that tend to be these two political ideologies going back and forth. And so it's just kind of consuming everything. So I think critics have gotten this too, because sometimes critics will not like a movie based on a couple of the choices they made, like in casting or whatever, as it relates to these political ideologies, but has really nothing to do whether the movie makers constructed a compelling story and a technically, um, a technically well done cinematic experience. You, does that make sense? Yeah. Which I think that critics can learn from 2000s worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. Yeah. And for um, if we translate that into pop culture and reviewing films and TV shows, it's all about the enjoyment of the, yeah. the, the art form that's being presented. When, when we go see a movie, there's one button, and the button says, did I enjoy this movie? And if you enjoyed the movie, then you... You, you, or if you didn't enjoy the movie, you don't hit the button. You don't eject, right? Yeah. Okay, and that's what it used to be. And like you're talking about worship, worship music in the church was just made to, it's just made to help you worship God with. But now we live in a time where we've added hundreds of buttons. All the buttons. Buttons that can distract us and make us mad, offend us, all these things. And so you're going to see a movie with all these buttons. The chances you're going to make it through the movie without hitting one of the buttons? Not good. By the way, this applies to you church folks too. The chances you're going to make it through worship without being annoyed by one of the songs and hitting one of the buttons is, is less 
when you have more buttons. So many buttons. Elon Musk spoke out. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Elon Musk had thoughts about the Super Mario Brothers movie and the critics. Um, here's what he said. On Twitter, Musk commented on the disparity between the critics and the audience uh, after an account sent him this. Uh, they sent him a tweet that said content review systems are broken because critics have a problem with Chris Pratt, right? They do. So critics have a Chris Pratt button because he, he, they bother him because it, he can, he contrasts with their ideology because Chris Pratt is a man of faith. He's a Christian and he's outspoken in that occasionally. And he gets him in trouble with these people who have all the buttons. Now don't get high and mighty conservative because we have tons of buttons too. Uh, but the experts have deemed the new Mario movie a D minus, even though audiences clearly love it. And Elon Musk replied with this. He said, both of these groups are obviously biased, but the disparity here reveals a major problem. Critics are disconnected from reality. And I think what he's saying there is, yeah, when you have all these buttons to be offended with, what happens when you get angry? You become disconnected from reality. In your mind, you build up devils that aren't there. You, you make believe that everyone who doesn't agree with you on a certain subject is evil and angry and mad at you and wants to hurt you, which is not the case. We used to disagree with people politically and have friends and still be friends, Cody. This is true. And I bet you didn't think that this is where this was heading, listener, just from the critique of Super Mario Brothers movie. But no, the thought processes are engaged here. And the point of all this is to say, man, quit looking for reasons to not enjoy life. Quit having so many buttons to hit the, the I'm offended button. I'm offended because of this. I'm offended because of this. Lose your buttons. Have less buttons. And just enjoy life, man. There's so much joy to be had here. And all we do is focus on the negative. And I, and I think that's why we live in the society we live in today, where everybody's kind of sad and lonely and upset and angry. What do you think? You're, you're, you look like you're in deep thought. Um, I just think that we as a culture are are reaping this value system that we have put in place and with social media throwing it back in our face all the time that yeah people are going to be bitter and especially since like if there's one thing faith does from a secular point of view it is it reinforces hope mm -hmm. it reinforces connectivity and the importance of relationship and when you completely bash it even if it's justified which a lot of it is but you demonize the entirety instead of just the faction that should face some backlash you then create a culture and society that oh yeah everything's really negative and life is awful yeah. Um, when in fact, there's quite a bit of good things that are happening. Yeah, that's well said. It's well said. Here's the here's the lesson we learn from the overly critical critiques of Super Mario Brothers movie. There's always uh, reasons to feel upset, to feel down. We live in a broken world, so you can find it. Um, and it used to be, we lived in a world where I don't think it was so easy to find the bad stuff 
But now the bad stuff is front and center because that's what gets clicks. That's what's put in front of us because we would click on an article uh, reporting terrible things happening because uh, that's just where our public consciousness is at. So here's what I'm saying. There's joy to be had out there, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where you're at today. You might be in a place where you're hurting, you're in a valley, uh, you feel betrayed by someone, you, you just are in a place in life where everything seems negative. I'm here to tell you that there is joy out there to be had, and you might have to go look for it. It's going to take a little effort on our part, but I think if you wake up in the morning and you start off with gratitude, where the, the idea that like, hey, we're on this rock hurtling through space moving around a giant star um, that has all these perfect uh, uh, systems that give us life. And if one of them was just a tenth of a percentage point off, we wouldn't be alive. I think if we realize that and we start off each day with like, oh man, I can't believe I'm sitting here breathing and my heart's beating and I get to experience another day. And if we start off with the gratitude that that brings, that you might just find the joy in life instead of being offered on a silver platter every morning every morning the parts that are negative go find joy hey everybody dave here what you have just listened to are bits and pieces of our radio show we have a radio show on KFEX Firescape Radio located in Chanute Kansas you can hear that show from noon to four every weekday. So if you want to tune into that, you can go to www.kfex931.com or you can search KFEX in your app store on your smartphone and find their totally free app there. If you're a fan of Christian music, you might like to listen to our live show at when you're at work or uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, you, you like music in the house, you may love to listen to that during the day, so give it a try. Um, we would also direct you to our podcast, Pop Culture Pastor. That's probably why you're listening anyways to this uh, version of what we do. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our social medias on Facebook and Twitter. It helps us out when you share it, uh, when you review and, and rate us on our podcast uh, homes. And of course, follow us on social media and share our stuff there. So thank you so much for listening. We love all of you guys so much. We have such a great community of listeners and uh, we'll see you when the regular pod drops on Friday.